Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was so cool. I think you're so talented. Social media is only positive with Zigazoo, the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. In Zigazoo, all community members are verified kids just like yours. And all content is fully human moderated. Try out Zigazoo this spring break. Download the Zigazoo app today. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. Martha Stewart, the original influencer. When I think about anything, I think about the way that she did it first. The media mogul. The six years ahead, she saw what was coming. The prisoner, the rise, the fall, and the reinvention of an American icon. Once Martha paved the road, everybody else pretty much copied her. A CNN original series, The Many Lives of Martha Stewart, now streaming on Max. I'm Antonia Blythe, and this is 20 Questions on Deadline. Joining me today is Alison Bree. Welcome, Alison. We got second place in my seventh grade lip sync contest for one of the songs on that album. The one that was like, you've already won me over. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. It's like very of all slow. The, of all the options. In spite of me. <laughs> like, what did we do? It's so slow. Don't forget to listen to 20 Questions on Deadline. Thank you again, Alison. Thank you. This is The Handle with Dave Ross and Matt Brown on VSIN, the sports betting network. And we begin the Sunday edition of The Handle here at Circus Sportsbook. Dave Ross and Matt Brown coming at you for the next three hours. Here it's noon on the East Coast, 9 o'clock here in Las Vegas. Look at that conversion by you. I mean, like you're a champion you right know, off the top here. I wish my professors at VCU could have just watched and heard that. I mean, they would be so Serious. proud that I, mean, I nailed that. Listen, I do the uh, I do the Canadian conversion what? Uh, whenever we do the uh, whenever we talk about our, oh, our no. special. So I'll do I'll do that. You do the time conversion. I'll do the Canadian to U.S. dollar conversion. We got we got everyone covered out there. I went to the uh, to Sky Dome years ago with the boys on a baseball trip, and we did like seven cities in mm-hmm. seven days, and ended up in Toronto. Okay, and so it was great. I went up there to the uh, concession area to get some food, and I ordered some food, and I had American money, and they told me how much it cost. I just handed them my money. And said, just, they loved it. Just here. Like, they loved just it. take what you're supposed they, to take. They loved it. And I trust that yeah. you give me back the right denomination. And, and you know what? They probably didn't, but you, you were okay with that. And you they knew were what very you were nice people. Into. Yeah, you knew what you were getting into. So I just bought it hook, line, and sicker. Uh, obviously, we're going to be keeping our eye on a lot of things today. But before we look ahead, I do want to look a little bit back last night. And uh, you remember the Usher song, Confession? Yes. I have one. All right. Slept through the entire fight. Yeah, I, I, I know. I sent you a couple texts and uh, didn't get any responses, so I knew what was going on. So Slept listen, the, the yeah, you had a hell of a day. It's one of those things. But I missed it's, live. I know, the, I know. The goats. I know. Now, I went back and watched this morning. And you, you know, you do those things for due diligence. And, and I told you before we started the show, I had one safe parlay that I just, just you know, you, sometimes if you miss your sporting event, then you check your account the next day, it can be really good or really bad. And it was like, it was good, but there was like, I thought it should have been a little bit higher. And then I had my safe parlay of Gary and Rachmanov and Johnny Bones and a Bo Nickel and Valentina Shevchenko. Yeah. What that the happened. hell happened there? That, that happened. That happened. How I mean, did that happen last it night? It was, uh, you know, one of the bigger upsets. If you were watching last night, I mean, one of the bigger upsets you're going to see from a betting standpoint. I yes. mean, again, there was a lot of books that closed this thing nearly, you know, minus a thousand in, in favor of Shevchenko. And, you know, look, look, it's why we were talking about this yesterday and why we were preaching this yesterday. Yes. Weird things happen in this sport. And so you look at this and it, it, you're just not going to make a living. I'm not, 
we're not making a living betting this, but you're not going to make any money <laughs> betting this. If you're betting minus 900, minus 1,000, minus 1,200, if Bo Nichols case yesterday, one of the books I saw got up to minus 2,200 what? right before it went. I, he was a part of every single parlay sure. that was on the face of the planet. And so, you know, it got as high as minus 2,200. Like, you're just not going to make money doing that. It's still a weird sport. It's still one-on-one. It's still a thing where they're wearing little small gloves and mm-hmm. they're trying to hurt each other, you know? And and you and I were talking right before we came on air. It w- it looked to me, and I can't confirm nor deny because you know I don't have any insight into what was going on in that camp. But that looked like something that was found on tape that was executed absolutely perfectly. It's because Shevchenko throws those spin kicks a lot, yep. and it seems to me like Grasso saw something in the t- or her coaches saw something on tape that like there's a vulnerability when she throws that kick because as soon as she threw it. Grosso, I mean, immediately, it was like it was rehearsed. I mean, just Get on to her the back, back instantly. Yes. I mean, like, it was something that was just like, you could tell it's been drilled over and over and over again in camp and worked out absolutely perfect for her. And so that was uh, that was something else. Was something again, else sure. I believe it's, the, you know, like Ronda Rousey, if you remember those lines that she would have back in the day in her heyday, they were massive. This was a bigger upset by the book mm-hmm. than when Holly Holm beat Ronda Rousey that day in Melbourne. And it was also bigger than Juliana Pena uh, beating uh, Amanda Nunes, the Lioness, uh, not too long ago here, just about a year ago here. So uh, shout out to Jeremy Wingle. We mentioned him yesterday in the program that we, he had sent me his ticket. Do we have to do this now? We, we, have, to, we have to like go ahead and just... I, I got to tip the cat. Because yeah, 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 I do. said, like, should you burn your ticket now? Or <laughs> I do you it, use it? What I call it? A, a coaster. coaster. You yes. said it was a coaster. I did. I called it a coaster. I did. Yes. And I then did. so when Jeremy yeah. goes to crash uh, to cash that ticket, they said, do you, do you want it all? And he goes, you know what? To put a little bit something, something on John Bone's submission. There you go. Boom! First round submission. Nailed it. So a really good day for Jeremy uh, behind the glass. And and a good day, I think, across the board for for us UFC in in total. Uh, But again, John Jones does get that win. He gets a first round submission of Cyril Ghosn. Very quickly, just wrapping, putting a bow on that conversation from a day ago. We mentioned it yesterday. You don't want to wake up today going, man, I had Cyril Ghosn. I don't know if it was the lights, because Cyril Ghosn has been in these moments. He's been in a main event, obviously, Francis Ngannou. But it looked like John Jones had, talk about a game plan. Uh, let me go ahead and get this in the first minute takedown because you couldn't defend wrestling against Francis Ngannou. Wait till you see what I can do now that I put on 40 pounds. Nobody's joking about the way Johnny Pizza no. Jones looks today, are they? No, not at all. That little belly that he slapped on the way into the cage. Woo. He had those kind of moobs going on as well, little man boobs, and it didn't matter <laughs> at all. Like, I mean, he he just went in there. and Honestly, though, I mean, we'll we'll talk about this yeah. throughout the course of the show, and and I certainly want to get on to. Uh, by the way, we have a nice little poll up if you want to oh, yeah. uh, if you want to vote in who's going to win this golf tournament that's going on right now. But um, we're we're sitting here. I'm like, listen, I am. I didn't take much away from that. We didn't no. see enough. We no, didn't. No, no, no. I didn't. His gas tank wasn't tested. Nope. We didn't see really anything on the feet. We didn't. See, so I'm kind of like, yeah, he won. I don't really see, I still don't even know. I, I'm like leaving with almost the same questions that I <laughs> that I went into the fight with in the first place, right? So, maybe, yeah, maybe more questions about Cyril Ghosn going forward in his next yeah. fights and what happens with him more so than John Jones. But we will talk about more of that in depth as we go. We do have the viewer's voice that we want to get to our Twitter poll for the day. We're getting ready uh, for the leaders to start getting uh, going here in the next hour or so at the Arnold Palmer down in Florida as we've begun the uh, Florida swing here. And we're going to give you some options here of who you actually think will win this tournament. And you got Kurt Kitayama. You could have had him at 6-1 to one this morning. There's Scotty Chef. You understand that. Almost a 2-1 to one betting favorite. Uh, Vic, Victor Hovland, at plus 360. And that's where the people have gone. Now, the people did have Johnny Bones yesterday. And we said we're going to keep track of this on the handle as we go, right? So the people won. It wasn't the top choice. It was John Jones, I believe, via decision is what the people had. Yes, you guys are 0-1. Well, is that you 0-1? Guys are, you guys are 0-1. Did, so we get to hammer them like they hammer us? Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. But, you, know, you know what? You know what? I will say I will say this. Uh, since since uh, since if you uh, go to the, the golf leaderboard here and, yeah. and, and you go down and you keep scrolling and you keep scrolling and you keep scrolling and you keep scrolling and then like when you get way, way down to T57 and you see John Rahm's name down there. Oh, all those people are coming at me on uh, on Thursday for for not picking. It, oh, how weird. can you weird. not play the best from, waiter in the weird, world? Weird, I hadn't heard from him in the last couple of days. It, honestly, it's it's weird how that works, it's right? Very like when a guy goes happens. seven under and he's at the top of the leaderboard, and I'm an idiot for not uh, taking him. At how six do you to not one. play the best player in the world? Yeah, it, it, six, and, and then the last couple of days, I hadn't heard from anyone. <laughs> it's, it's funny how that works. So you can yeah. vote today. Uh, I will. Uh, we'll, we'll talk a little bit, a lot more about this tournament as it goes in progress. Here, I did get in some Sunday action. I know you have a lot of uh, uh, plays. 
uh, from long shots this week that look like they're going to be in position to cash. So we'll get to those as the show goes on. But we do want to go to the high five today, five of the events that we're really excited for today. Obviously, Houston, I, I can't believe, Matt, as we sit here right now, next Sunday, you know what we're doing? I know. I know. It's going to be fun. Next man. Sunday? Yeah. Selection Sunday, which I just can't believe. It's like in my brain, it's football ends, right? <laughs> Super Bowl's over. And then all of a sudden, you know, a big UFC card, you get the, the golfers starting to come east, which means Augusta's coming. And then, oh, by the way, bam, March Madness. We've got Selection Sunday next week. I wonder where Houston will be. Uh, I know they're going to be a, a top seed. We understand mm-hmm. that. What region they're going to send the Cougs to. Uh, they've got a, a final test up here today. Uh, is they're going to take on Memphis. And look, when you have Anthony, Hard- Anthony Hardaway's team, we know how talented Penny Squad is. Uh, but we'll be keeping an eye on that. What do you make of Houston overall? Yeah, I mean, that, that's why I think that this is just interesting today more than And we, we talked about this yesterday. Some mm-hmm. of these games, it's not necessarily the game today. It's what we view these teams uh, kind of going forward UCLA. and how we move. Yeah, yeah g- going forward with all of this. And, you know, listen, if you look over at, at ESPN and, and mm-hmm. Joe Lenardi and what he's kind of done, even after the loss yesterday, Kansas, like he has them moved to the, moved to the number one overall seed in this. And he does still have Houston as a, a number one seed in this one. And so you kind of look. And yeah. I want to see what, you know, Houston coming in, kind of knowing they're the big dogs, going to be one of the one seeds here. Can they go and just go ahead and continue to take care of business? So this isn't necessarily a, a game today, right? We're watching the game today for bets we might want to make in the future. Uh, Houston, by the way, up 6-2 early in that one, 17-36 to go in the first live number there. Uh, Cougs by 6.5, so we'll keep an eye there. We talked about the Arnold Palmer as we go. Can Kirk Kittyama, Kittyama close? It's a lot of uh, consonants there. Yeah. Uh, so, and, and there might be scoring out there today, by the way. I mean, yeah, Davis Riley good. is already four under through 10. You've got Adam Scott, who's three under through eight. Keegan Bradley's three under through nine. Mm-hmm. So now look, conditions can change, certainly. And this is, you know, this this course, sometimes wind comes into play and all that. But at least early scoring, you, you can score. So maybe we see some scoring. And with this leaderboard where it's at right now, it could get super fun. Is it? Do you like seeing Ricky Fowler being shown a lot by the networks on a Sunday? Oh, like, yes. what year is this? I love Ricky Fowler. One of my favorite, one of my favorite golfers. I actually, have had the luxury of hanging out with Ricky a few different times, huh. and um, really cool dude. As as cool as you would, uh, huh. as you see on the television. So uh, you know, everyone loves him. Everyone loves Ricky. I, I like to uh, to hammer him the other way. So I just because you know, what's he won? Hey, Ricky, gonna win a win a major? Hey, you're not, you're not, he's rich, man. You don't gotta win a major. He's rich. Well, no, he's rich. He's rich. We understand that. He's rich. All right. Well, we'll save and that lovable. conversation. For and another. lovable. Uh, NBA today, because uh, we're going to get to the NFL draft, obviously. Maybe yeah. Anthony Richardson looks like a freak show. I can't wait to really break that down. But also a couple of NBA games we're going to keep an eye on. Suns and Mavs, uh, Knicks and Celtics. Knicks, I saw some people now thinking, you know, maybe I should take a stab on them in the futures market. Are they really players in the East to you? Yeah, I mean, if you if you look here, I mean, this the the first one that you just mentioned on the the Suns and Mavs, that yeah. is actually going to be going here uh, fairly soon. And just a little bit of news coming through right now. DeAndre Ayton was questionable for uh-huh. this one. He's going to go. So he is going to be out there for the Suns. So if you were wondering how that affects everything, that is now shifted. It was Mavericks favored by a point. Uh-huh. Now at DraftKings, Suns are favored by a point and a half. So it looked, I think the the thought was DeAndre Ayton was going to sit. Mm-hmm. Today, he is actually going to go for the Suns. So flip that line on that one. And the C's right now, six-point favorites over the Knicks. So we'll keep you updated on that. So much to get to. My goodness. Mm-hmm. I mean, what a segment. That's that's a start a segment. of the handle yeah. here, people. When we come back, more golf talk. I'll give you some live updates as well. And uh, come on back because we're just getting started on a Sunday edition of the handle here on the Cindy Sports Betting Network. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. 
smart journalism, fascinating topics, words that describe CNN's podcast, The Assignment with Audie Cornish. We are revisiting the public school culture wars. What have we learned from the kids who fought against book bans? We really started the club to get students reading these books. Students have an opinion in this fight, too. How has the war over books sparked a backlash to the so-called parents' rights movement? It's not okay what they're doing, and they're being watched. Listen to The Assignment with Audie Cornish, streaming now on the iHeartRadio app. Hey, this is John Ridley. And this is Matt Carey, documentary editor at Deadline. And welcome to Talk Talk. John, we've got a hard-hitting episode today. A lot of controversy. Well, maybe we should put the word controversy in quotes in the documentary field about the nominees for Best Documentary Feature. We're going to get into that with some amazing panelists. You get a shot, but the individuals behind every one of those images, they're complicated and they are human. This has been Doc Talk. Thank you. Great Thank conversation. You. Have you heard about the social media platform for kids? It's called Zigazoo. It's a great place where kids like me can come together to make fun videos. Zigazoo is moderated by real live people who review content before it's posted on the feed. Oh, <laughs> I especially love the dance challenges. So much fun. Oh, and there's no comments or messaging, so you don't get any of that negativity that's all over other social networks. Oh, my friends love it. I love that it's Kids Safe COPPA certified. Uh, I don't know what that means. It means it has built-in privacy protections for your online data. Uh, that's great, but I wouldn't be doing Zigazoo if it wasn't fun. She would not be doing it if I didn't think her data was safe. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network. For kids! <laughs> Download the Zigazoo app today. This is The Handle with Dave Ross and Matt Brown on VSIN, the sports betting network. Bet Rivers online sportsbook is the place to be for hockey and NBA action. Bet Rivers has you cover for every line, odd, and boost. Join us every week for new promotions like our Tuesday hockey first goal insurance, Saturday hockey, same game parlay bet and get, weekly pro basketball bet and gets, and much more. Check out BetRivers.com or download the Bet Rivers app. It is a whole new ball game. Also, Matt Brown, Dave Ross here at Circus Sportsbook. Going to have Jeff Ulrich join us later on this hour to talk all things uh, golf and NHL. Tim Doyle is going to join us in the second hour, which is always a show, people. So Timmy's going to talk uh, college basketball and NBA with us uh, when we have him in the second hour. I do want to get back to golf, and I'm looking at the live numbers already. And this is always interesting to me. You could have played Kirk Kitayama as I did. Cats out of the bag. Six mm-hmm. to one to win today. Right, I've already looked at DraftKings. We didn't teed off yet. Yeah, he's already drifted to six fifty. Like that's mm-hmm. the part to me that I always find so curious. And Scotty Sheffler, right now, as we mentioned with our poll, and again, we urge you to uh, get on the uh, be be a voice for us today. Let us know who you think is going to win the Arnold Palmer today. For those that are kind of unaware with the new golf format, this is another one of those elevated events. Yeah. Right. So. I, I didn't. I don't want to bang the drum too much on the PGA Tour because. Matt, you'll come to find out if you don't know already. I'm not a judger. I'm not going to judge. I know you can have your opinions on live golf. I totally get it, right? I just, as a fan of the sport and as somebody who loves to bet golf, I want for the majors and for the Ryder Cup and for the President's Cup. I don't want the politics of the PGA Tour and and live golf to get in the way of the best golfers in the world, Mm -hmm. world competing against each other. These are the best golfers that the PGA Tour has to offer, right? I will... I don't watch live golf. I can't find it. I don't want to, yeah. you know, it, it's, it's a tough thing. So, but what they are doing, and we saw this in next year's schedule where the PGA tour after a year of bashing live golf, and I get it. It's your enemy that you, that's your, in your product industry. That's the enemy. I get it. Bash away, do what you got to do, but you basically make them a joke. Their events are a joke. No cut events. This isn't golf. And then PGA, PGA tour announced last week, 75% of the tournaments next year will be no cut events. Yeah. So I go, what was what, what, that change? Yeah. I mean, look, we always had, we always had no cut events, right? The, the WGCs. Some. Yeah. The WGCs were no cut events and like those have gone away. So it's kind of, you know, we're, we're, we're replacing some of those with, with, you know, these new elevated events and, and whatnot. And, and I get it from a viewership standpoint and I get it from a fan aspect. Like they're trying to make sure that, you know, drop off doesn't happen in live attendance and different things. Because look, if you go to see your favorite player, you want to make sure yes. that your favorite player is there, right? right? Like you want to make sure that he's on TV. 
it doesn't if Tiger can if, if Tiger's 12 strokes off the lead. If Tiger's 19 strokes off you the lead. You want him there on the weekend. You want to be able to put him on TV and you're going to get the ratings regardless, right? Like people are going to watch him walk around the course and people mm-hmm. are going to show up and, and and do all that. So I get it all that all that stuff from a from a business standpoint. Like look, the thing with Live too like I mean I don't like live. I I hate the fact that it happened because it right. ruined uh, you know golf. But you know they've got two they got two players that I would actually care about being back on the PGA Tour and outside of that. Like, wait wait wait. Well, I, I guess really who the two, two players yeah. are. One would be Dustin Johnson. I, honestly, I think he's on the tail end of his career. Cameron too. Smith. So it, it's Cam Smith and Joaquin Neiman for me are the, are the two that I because I think Neiman actually does have like a, a you know some serious serious talent and and it was a dude that I think probably with. You know, getting on the regular PGA Tour schedule week in, week out, and all that stuff could have could have really been one of those guys that we look at as maybe not necessarily a contender week in, but week a guy out. That, but like a guy, you, you know, know you're, maybe you're playing put top, top twenty bets in sure. or something. You know, week in, week out. But yeah, I mean, outside of that, those are the, really the only two guys that I even miss anyway. I, I miss Brooksy for one reason and one reason. The only. drama, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. You know, like if DeChambeau, the who's, by the way, Bryson DeChambeau's for it, it feels like the golf witness protection program. Mm-hmm. Oh, Bryson DeChambeau, where's he? <laughs> oh, he's at Live. Right, you forget about those guys. I mean, it was not long ago, people, that we were talking about Bryson DeChambeau's changing the game of golf forever. Yeah, yeah. right. The, the, this is the guy that's upsetting the, the the apple cart with his science. And then right. we realized, like, oh, you have to do other things than just smash. You it. can't just yeah, hit it eight thousand yards. Yeah, hit, hit it a billion to yards. Yeah, I mean that. I, I don't miss him at all either. Like, you no, know, I don't miss yeah, him. Yeah, but but. I, I do think that they he's make, a character. Yeah, they make the game better. They make he's it more interesting. Yeah, right? he's a character. And Cameron Smith might be the best player in the world. You know, and, and I know he, John Rahm, like Cam Smith at a major. You betting against that guy? Yeah, I mean, it's 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 one of those things. Like you need heels, right? Yes. Like, okay, so you need yes. you need your heels, and he would have been he he's a good heel. Like both of those guys are are good heels. We're uh, one of the things that's so interesting too, just about the you guys out there. We don't get it here, and I that's one theme you'll always hear me say is like you guys rest of country because we have a completely different betting market than That's you right. guys have That's right. out there. But I mean, uh, you know, you bet live top twenties. Like you oh, guys man. can like, you can do that right now. You oh, can bet man. live top tens. Like these are constantly changing as the tournament goes. I mean, right now, if you want to bet, I mean, in the in the middle of a round, if yes. you wanted to, I mean, you could bet a, a Xander Shoffley live top 10 or top 20 or anything like that. Like you're getting information and being able to bet that it, it, it's super wild. And I hope that you guys are taking advantage of stuff like that, especially if you do have a well-positioned ticket. Like that's one of the things about golf, right? I mean, you, you bet these tournaments and if you're trying to do it to really make money and make sure that your bankroll doesn't get drained, it's mm-hmm. like if I'm sitting on, so I have two different guys at the top of the leaderboard at 30 four or longer, right? I have a 34 to one, a 37 to one that are top, t- towards the top of the leaderboard. I'm going to pay attention like a lot this afternoon, right? Because I'm not going to walk out of here not making any money, right? right. I, I, I'm going to make sure that I leave here at the very least, this tournament is going to be a push and hopefully I can figure out a way to to make it to where I, I'm a little bit profitable in this thing, even if one of my, you know, 30 something to one guys don't get home here. So if you do want to take this a little bit more seriously, yeah, it's going to take up, you know, some of your Sunday afternoons if you want to do that. But it is, especially with what you guys have, like we have a limited way to right. go about doing this, but especially what you guys have, there is a lot of different ways that you can make sure at least you're not losing money on a tournament, right? Like if you leave any tournament between hitting outrights, if you're leaving and your bankroll's the same, mm-hmm. you've done good. You've done great. Oh, man. You've, you've done really, really good. As long as your bankroll's not getting drained, then you're doing this right. Well, uh, later on in the show, we'll, we'll get to, uh, we'll, we'll hit them with our best props mm. of the day. And a lot of those, for me, come in the betting market on a golf Sunday when I look at a lot of those head-to-heads, right? That's yeah. another way to manipulate the market a little bit, especially if you have positions like you have. Uh, maybe if you've got a couple of those guys, you know, 30 or, or, or longer at, to want to win, mm-hmm. maybe you look at them and could fade them in, in an individual matchup. Yep. That's a way that you can kind of handicap that market to make sure that you've locked in some profit today. Let's talk about this, though, here at the Arnold Palmer. This used to be, for old people like me, uh, when the King was still around, this was like Tiger Woods wanted to win this thing every year, and it felt like he did forever because he wanted to shake hands with Arnold Palmer uh, as the winner on a Sunday. It's still Arnold Palmer's name attached to it. You look at the elevated event, you look at the names up there. There are some class players. Scotty Scheffler, the most notably, he's the betting favorite. You see Roars, we know what he normally does on a Sunday. It's normally pretty darn good, right? There's Victor Hovland, the kid we're kind of waiting. I don't know if he's a kid anymore. Can I, I probably can stop calling him a kid. There's your two-time major champion, Dust, uh, Justin Thomas, on that board. We talked about it yesterday with Max Homa here. Here's a guy now that we put in there as a pedigree, 40-1 to one to win today, to come all the way back. And Jordan Spieth, who's won three majors. So it is a good card uh, at the top of the leaderboard. Cam Young, Patrick Cantley, guys, we think that they can win majors 
in their future, in the near future here. How do you handicap a really loaded field field and then a guy named Kirk Kitayama at the top that nobody really knows about? It's so hard to bet against Scotty Scheffler in Uh in a position like this. I mean, you just look... And it wasn't like there was any super big outliers yesterday in his round in which he ended up four under. He he didn't even gain a stroke putting yesterday. He was actually uh, negative uh, in strokes gained around oh. the green yesterday. I mean, it's just it's one of those things where you look and it's it's Scotty Scheffler. I mean, <laughs> the win equity on these guys at the top. We continue to talk about that. It's so incredibly high. And now you have Scotty Scheffler going in one stroke off the lead on a Sunday in which he didn't even have an outlier round in round three and was able to shoot four under, it's just tough for me to say, hey, look, Scotty Scheffler's not the, not the bet here, you know? It's like, I know it's only it's two to one, but it's like very hard for me to say that it's not the bet here. I mean, if but you so, wanted to throw a dart at, if you want to throw a dart at Rory or Justin Thomas, who we know yeah. in any given round Sunday can charges. go, yeah, in any given round can go six, seven under, and that certainly is at least going to put pressure on these guys mm-hmm. at the top. I would not turn you away from that bet, but Scotty Scheffler is, in my opinion, like just the, the guy to beat. Yeah, and again, you look at a guy like Rory, I do like him some matchups today for that reason. Because yep. normally, traditionally, Rory's the type of guy that if he's he sees what he has to do in order to get back in contention. Yep. Now, and normally, that go-for-broke mentality sometimes in head-to-heads can burn you late because mm-hmm. you might do some things because they don't care about the money at yep. this point, right? The money, they've got the money. It's about winning, right? So they might take some chances uh, that could lead to big numbers in a back nine. But right now I do look at those two guys at Rory and JT and say, they feel like educated risk for, yeah. for real darts uh, for long shots. But Scotty, at the end of the day, I mentioned it with John Jones. When you wake up on a Sunday and go, man, I get a, I bet against John Jones. When you're getting almost two to one in Scotty Scheffler yeah. against the Hovland, Kitayama, Tyrrell Hatton at you the got, top. And you have three rounds of sample size. This isn't just going in blind, right? Like, this is, you have three rounds of sample size as you head into this thing, too, which is another awesome thing about yeah. all this, right? Like, you're not going in blind. If, if, there is, if there is anyone you want to fade today, and it's just, you know, Tyrrell Hatton, and, look, I've got an outright on him. You know, I, I, have, a, I have an outright on him, but, like, he, he went 600 yesterday, but gained four strokes putting. Like, oh, wow. uh, he gained four strokes wow. on the field putting. Unsustainable, so uh, just something if you want to, you know, look around at that. But hey, Tyrrell, go win the thing. That'd be great. I just like him because he runs so high. Hey, listen, I'd love you to. I'd love you to win the thing. Just go win it, buddy. When we come back, Anthony Richardson can oh. he really go number one overall. Oof. We'll discuss when you come back with us next here on the handle. This is The Handle with Dave Ross and Matt Brown on VSIN, the sports betting network. Become a VSIN Pro subscriber today. Get everything you need to bet the madness this year for just $19. So, whether you're filling out a bracket or betting against the spread, our team is here to get you ready for every game and every round of the big dance. Only VSIN Pro subscribers get access uh, and unlimited access to our daily best bets, tools like our exclusive betting splits, plus our big dance breakdown of all the betting guides. Of course, these guys feature in depth breakdowns of all 68 teams, Cinderella selections, bracket predictions, and picks on every tournament game from our VSIN experts like. The GOAT himself, Brent Musburger. Greg Hoops Peterson. Sign up today. Get all the betting guides, plus full access to VEASAN through the end of the tourney for just $19. It's going to cost you $25.88 Canadian. Our friends up north. What? Tw- uh, 12 toonies, a loonie, and 88 Canadian pennies. Wait, say that again? Uh, it's to be 12 toonies, a loonie, what the hell is and, 88, a and 88 Canadian What's pennies. What's a toonie? It's, it's a $2 coin. It's a little. It's, it's, it's fatter than a $1 coin. A toonie and a loonie, and uh, 88 Canadian pennies. So there you go. Vison.com slash subscribe. Did the work for you. Just nineteen dollars unless yeah. Matt's conversion you're up north. Uh, like our next guest in the next segment, uh, Jeff Ulrich is. <laughs> you said He's, you said the goat though. I thought maybe you were talking about Tom Brady, who was in attendance last night. By the way, at uh, down at T-Mobile, he was there. Tom Brady was there. Did they ask him? Are you going to retire? Yeah, Tom, Tom Tom Brady was down there. I'm surprised producer Steph's even here today. I'm surprised she's not like going around town trying to figure out where Tom Brady is at <laughs> I, here on a Sunday morning. I, I but yes, think he was Steph there. Cash one of our Bo Nickel uh, by sub. Uh, yeah, yes, yeah, yeah. Steph was in on that with us. So a good day yesterday, but uh, you had a really good day. But no, nobody has good a day as our director, Jeremy Wingle, yeah. cashed Alexa Grasso straight up, and then Jones via sub. We got the uh, the the Tom Brady sighting. We had the Mark Wahlberg sighting. Oh, he was there. Mark Wahlberg. We had the Mario Lopez Who's sighting. A, is it Jake? Gyllenhaal. He was there I, as well too. Isn't he going to fight in a UFC yeah, movie or yeah, something like he, that? He's he was there. The Spoiled. Oh, it's a remake of Roadhouse. Okay. Spoiler right. alert, I think he's going to become the middleweight champion of the world. Yeah, there's also that. He was he was there. We had uh, 
Travis Barker and one of the, wh- oh. whichever Kardashian he's with. Middle, Co- Courtney, oh, Courtney. The middle one. Whichever Kardashian. One? Is she the middle one or the oldest one? I don't know. Anyway. So, well, he's, the, he's the drummer of uh, Blink-182? Yeah, yeah. Okay, so wait. So if you're, so we, it, was, it was a star-studded event. There was the they thing for a while, the curse of the Kardashians. So if you're not a professional athlete and you're a drummer, you're still a pro. Is he going to get cursed? Like, all of a sudden, he can't play drums? Carpal tunnel? Yeah, he can't. He's going to get carpal ah. tunnel or something like that or whatever? He's gonna, it's Tristan like, Thomas. Arthritis of the wrists or something. Right, like, right. Like, doing, yeah. Tristan Thompson, is he still in the league? That's what it is. That's what it is. I think there is Good an stuff. actual curse there. Yeah. Okay, we were talking a little bit about it before we went to break. Mm-hmm. And right now, the, the odds on favor to be the number one pick in the NFL draft is still Bryce Young. Yes. Now, Bryce, uh, they measured him, by the way, 5'10 and something. something. And an eighth. An eighth they gave him. An eighth. They gave him an eighth. Not 5'10. Dude, if he's 5'10, then he's I... Not, they, can put him, they could put him on a lie detector, and they could say, are you 5'10? He would say, no, I am not. It would go... Because he is 5'10 and an eighth. He would be able to pass that thing. 5'10 and an eighth. I always am curious how those things, if they're actually accurate. Because it <laughs> doesn't feel like, Bryce, this is being accurate. <laughs> the guy that's shooting up the draft board has been shooting up. You could have had, a month ago, Anthony Richardson to go first overall... A hunch to one. Yeah. Uh, you can't get that anymore. No, no. Three, three to one. Three to one. And, and look, here's... Three to one. I get it. And like, I'm glad that people are paying attention to stuff. It's kind of cool to watch these markets move. It's cool to see that these people are, are you know, watching Combine and, and, and moving on all of that. But I mean, to, to be fair, right? Anthony Richardson, six foot four, 244 pounds mm-hmm. officially. 10 foot, nine inch broad jump, which is a quarterback record at the Combine. 40 and a half inch vertical, which is a quarterback record at the combine. He threw the ball 60 miles an hour. And by the way, before you, before you say like, dude, they throw baseballs a hundred. Yeah. Go out, go to your local Dave and Busters, (laughs) go out there and you try to throw a baseball 60. And now think about trying to throw a football 60 miles an hour. He threw a football 60 miles. That's actually the second fastest all time at the combine. And then he ran, by the way, let me circle back to this six, four, two, 44 quarterback. He ran a four four three forty. I believe was a that four, faster four, than RG three when he ran it at Baylor, and I mean, he was the Heisman Trophy winner and went second overall. If you remember back in the day, to the then, it was not faster, but he's much bigger. Remember RG three was this six, is a linebacker. I know six four two. I mean, this is like linebacker. Like we would be looking at this six four two forty four. Holy! Man. I mean, this guy is like he's a linebacker playing quarterback that runs a. Four four three and is setting records for broad jumps and, and verticals and all he's doing it sixty miles an hour a football sixty miles an hour. So you understand why he's gone from one hundred to one to three to one to be the uh, yeah. first of all overall pick. It's now I be Bryce Young. I don't know. Right, it, it still feels like it's going to be Bryce Young, which of course means that the Bears will get into this yes. uh, throughout this edition of the handle that they're going to have to trade out of that spot. I've been on record saying it would be malpractice. For Ryan Poles to hold on to that pick and take a defensive player, especially what's what's going on off the field down there in Georgia, so so there there are a lot of moving parts to how we get to who will be the first pick. But for Richardson specifically, now the question is which team? Yeah. So there are a lot of teams. You just go right down the list that need a quarterback desperately. We believe in a quarterback-driven lead to have any shot of the future to get to a Super Bowl and potentially win it. Panthers, right there. You know they had a guy named Cam Newton. You remember him? He was a MVP. Uh, he did go and w- uh, get to a Super Bowl for the Panthers when they lose to Denver. Von Miller's your MVP. But it did work. I mean, if you told me right now that Anthony Richardson in Carolina looks like a faster version of Cam Newton with a 60-mile-an-hour spinner to the outside, what's not to like? It does seem to be it looks totally different regime there. Yeah. It's just because the team name is the same doesn't yeah. mean the execs making the call are the same. But look, Carolina's going to be in position if they want to be in position to get a guy like Anthony Richardson. He might just have to move up now to do it. Yeah, I mean, I think for me, the only bet that I would make at this juncture because we don't know what's going to happen with that number one overall pick is right. is, is the Texans at 10-1 to 1 because we at least know they have Ooh. two no matter what. Like, they've got the second pick no matter what, right? So they don't even have to move up to one, which, again, I think whoever moves up to one is moving up to one to take Bryce Young as it is anyway. The Texans are sitting in the second pick. They have it's ten to one on them. And if you're the Texans as a franchise, you look and you say, "Hey, we're not any good anyway. We're not going to be any good in the next couple of years." So even if Anthony Richardson is a bit of a project, 
it doesn't really matter because we're not winning any time in the next couple of years anyway. So he ends up being a bust. It's actually okay if he ends up being a bust because then you stay at the top of the draft and then you can just draft an, again another quarterback or if you're the Texans. I mean, if you're that franchise, I think that that is the risk that should be taken because you're not trying to win today anyway. Like, that's why I don't think it's the Colts. I think the Colts is a bad bet because, look, that's a good roster yeah. for that Colts team. And, like, a Bryce Young can probably come in and make that team serviceable if not, like, fringe playoff contender considering the division that they play in, right? And so... I, I tend to kind of look back I and mean, I keep circling back to this Texans team and say, what is the harm here in taking an Anthony Richardson? Because if you get his ceiling, wow! if you get his ceiling, you have hit a home run, right? If you get his floor, it doesn't really matter because then you're going to just be at the top of the draft again anyway, and you're not winning anytime, anytime soon as it is. And so it's kind of like, in my opinion, no harm, no foul. What, what, the amazing thing, though, Matt, about this conversation that we're having with you hypothetically saying the Texans could be in play for AR at two, right? And they could be in play. Then in the betting market, again, still Bryce Young is the favorite. Richardson is second to go number one. The C.J. Stroud has dropped behind Anthony Richardson. Yeah. That's the amazing thing in this whole equation to me. And according to reports, again, dog and pony show at Indy and, you know, and no pads, you're just throwing – they say it's like C.J. Stroud is so good he's boring. Yeah, like Richardson excites you. I can yeah. hear it in your voice, right? Yeah, and I'm well, sure there are execs out there that are just drooling over the physical prospects of a guy like uh, of Anthony Richardson. Bryce Young doesn't have the size. C.J. Stroud has. It's like a combination thereof, right? It looks like he's he's got all the arm strength. Mm-hmm. He's got size. Not Richardson. He's not yeah. crazy athletic like Ar is, right? But he's a guy that I almost feel like he's getting left out of the conversation now. That's become Richardson and Young. Well, the odds actually don't make sense, right? Because no. like when you when you look and it's if you sit there and say, okay, now Anthony Richardson is the is a shorter shot than than C.J. Stroud. Well, you kind of look and you say, so we're we're assuming then now that the number one overall pick is now a decision between Young. And, and Richardson, Richardson right. which to me, I don't, I, I, don't I, I could that. be right. I don't either because I don't think a team is trading up to one to, to take Anthony Richardson at this point, right? Because it seems like the team that's trading up to one, it seems like most likely it's going to be the Colts. It se- I mean, that seems to kind of be where we're yeah. at right now, that it's going to be the Colts. I don't think the Colts look at this team as like a complete project. Like, I mean, and they shouldn't. I mean, there's there's talent on that offensive side of the ball. Oh, yeah. There's talent on that defensive side of the ball. And again, I keep bringing up the division that they play in, but... I assume that the Jags are going to take a step forward. I assume that, but that's not a given. And so I think that division is still at least a little bit in flux. And so I think it would be, you you said malpractice. I think it would almost be malpractice for them to take Anthony Richardson because if he is a project that needs a couple of years, then you've wasted two more years of, you know, of, of, of your young guys that you've got on both sides of the ball. So I think what you're doing, what Matt's doing here, and again, if you're going to wager on this, like which team selects whom in, in the prop market, Think about that. That the, the Colts feel like more of a veteran team that's looking for a guy, maybe like a Bryce Young, that could step in right away and feel like he could win right away. Whereas the ARs, the Will Levises of the world, might be more of a project. So you would think they might be looking at Stroud, Indianapolis, at four or moving up. Oh my goodness, there's so many twists and be turns. So before Bears, just do something with the pick, man, so we can have an educated guess on this thing. We're going north of the border. Jeff Ulrich next here on The Handle. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. CNN Underscored's Guide to Sleep has tons of recommendations for products that can help you get the best night's sleep ever. All right, let's face it. Most of us have had trouble falling or staying asleep at some point. And there are a lot of products and hacks claiming to be the solution to our sleepless nights. That's why the CNN Underscored team spend hundreds of hours testing products to find the ones that can make a huge difference in the quality of your slumber. Visit Underscored.com now for our ultimate guide to getting better sleep. Billie Eilish and Phineas O'Connell, they're with us today on Crew Call. 
I'm your host, Anthony D'Alessandro. Billy's vocals. It was automatic art. You know, I had to like choose a more challenging route than just like, da, 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 da. You know what I'm saying? Like it could have been like easier. And a lot of people have asked me like, how did you choose to have it be so soft and like so simple? And what else was it going to like? That's what the song wanted. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Crew Call podcast on Deadline. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was edited so well. I think you're so talented. Social media interactions are only positive when you use Zigazoo. Zigazoo is the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. Your kids can upload their content and see what their friends are up to. With Zigazoo, they can create videos, enter to win prizes, and try out the latest dances and trends. There's no commenting, no text messaging, and everything is 100% human moderated. Plus, all community members are real, verified kids just like yours. There are no bots, trolls, or AI. Because Zigazoo is about one thing and one thing only, and that is fun. Try out Zigazoo this spring break and let your kids share your vacation blogs and best edits with their friends safely. Download the Zigazoo app today. That's Z-I-G-A-Z-O-O. This is The Handle with Dave Ross and Matt Brown on VSIN, the sports betting network. Bet Rivers Online Sportsbook is the place to be for hockey and NBA action. Bet Rivers has you covered for every line, odd, and boost. Join us every week for new promotions like our Tuesday Hockey First Goal Insurance, Saturday Hockey, Same Game Parlay, Bet and Get, Weekly Pro Basketball Bet and Gets, and more. So check out BetRivers.com, download the Bet Rivers app. It is a whole new ball game. Dave, one thing we're going to do here. We're going to always pull back the curtain. If we're we, going to let people know when we're when we did something good, if we're going to say, "Hey, we did something good." When we do something bad, John Jones, good. We we do something bad though. I oh. got to let everyone know. Canada as well and and Kirk from Vancouver Uh-oh. has has let me know and Uh-oh. and our next guest will be able to tell me a, a, as well. But What'd you do? Here's the thing. I said that it was it was 12 toonies, a loonie and 88 Canadian pennies. 12, 12 toonies, a loonie and what? Uh and and uh 88 Canadian pennies. I've been informed that Canada did away with the penny. So they no round penny. they round up to the nearest five cent. So there are there are no, no pennies, which is a great idea. We don't need pennies. Why do we need pennies? We don't need pennies anyway. I don't, I don't have any need for pennies, but mm, good, good on point. Canada. And thank you to Kirk for, uh, for setting me straight. I will no longer say that. And now I've got to get a new shtick here. Like I'll, I'll do the, I'll do the toonies and the loonies, but I can't say Canadian pennies anymore. But, so the the sad part is. is I was so ignorant. I just believed you. Yeah. Let's go to our aforementioned North of the border guest, Jeff Ulrich from DraftKings PGA. You can follow him on Twitter at the fantasy grind. Uh, Jeff, thanks for joining us. First of all, why get rid of the penalties in Canada? Are they unnecessary as Matt has just discovered? Oh, I mean, they're very unnecessary. I mean, they're the most useless <laughs> form of currency in the world. But you know, the other thing is, I mean, look, our our dollars. It's it's just you know, it's kind of it's not worthless, but it's it's not worth as much as yours. So one penny is worth like, you know, you need like five Canadian pennies to make one U.S. penny. It's okay. not worth it. Gotcha. Just hauling it around. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I, I love I love it. Yeah. Just melt them all down. Maybe we, don't like maybe we should get take all yeah. physical currency. Let's just get like a microchip on our hand. <laughs> I think we're heading in that direction anyway, Jeff. Hey, before we get to some of your hockey picks that you like today, I do want to talk a little golf with you here at the Arnold Palmer. Matt and I are looking at it here. We have yeah. not gotten underway yet for the leaders. Kirk Kitayama's up there. He's got a one-shot lead. But then you got the Scotty Shefflers of the world right there. Vic Hovland, obviously, and Tyrrell Hatton, class players, and Rory McIlroy. How do you handicap a Sunday like this now, these elevated fields where it feels like the PGA tour wants the cream to rise to the top, to the top. Yeah, it's, I mean, it, it is, you know, Sunday is just, it's a different environment on the PGA tour. It's so often, if you follow the PGA tour, you've seen this story before a guy like Kitty gets hot. He gets there on Sunday. And then, you know, it's just the, the, the like you said, the cream rises to this top Scheffler, Rom, Rory, these guys, they, they come out to play Sunday and they, and they come out to do it in these elevated events. Now it's a really tough spot for Kitayama. He's only plus 60, um, uh, 6,500 here or sorry, six, uh, six, five, zero. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, he's, there's just not like a ton of value down there. I mean, it, we've seen spots where, you know, maybe a Kitayama, if he was like one back, you might be able to get him at like 2000, 
This is still a quality player. Kitty Yama has won multiple times in Europe, but man, he is just facing such a gauntlet in these elevated events. It's not just one player. It's not just Scheffler. It's Rory behind him, Hovland. Um, so really, like you know, if you're going to take a shot down here, you've got to go down further. You've you've got to look mm. at like the 2000s at Spieth, at Justin Thomas. Uh, Thomas, we saw come back from a, a massive deficit at the PGA Championship. He could do it, but uh, realistically, you know, if you're going to go to the top, you, you're probably just going to have to take a shorter number with like Hovland or Scheffler. Heading over to the NHL, 6 p.m. Eastern, Detroit Red Wings and the Philadelphia Flyers. As we sit right now, the Flyers are minus 130 home favorites, plus 110 if you want the Red Wings on the road as underdogs. Six is the total here in this one, and you like the home favorite. I do. This Detroit team, it's a little bit, they made a nice run for the playoffs, but Man, they, they got their souls crushed by by the Ottawa Senators. <laughs> and then, you know, Ty, Tyler Bertuzzi uh, got traded. And since then, it's been five losses, uh, four or five losses in a row. But And you look at the Flyers. It's not like the Flyers have been good lately either. But the Wings are 2-14 and 14, their last 16 games playing in Philadelphia. They're going to be starting Alex Nedeljkovic and Nett, who couldn't crack the Wings roster at all this season, despite them having a, a poor goaltender uh, depth chart. So you've got Nadelkovic starting, who's been an AHL goaltender. You've got the Flyers at home, well-rested, um, extremely well-rested. I, I do like the Flyers here. I think you can look down their roster. Kevin Hayes for an anytime goal at plus 200 is very appealing. He hasn't scored in a bit, but he's still getting plenty of ice time. Like I said, third-string goalie here. Uh, I, I think the Wings have just, uh, like I said, it's been a tough stretch for them. They were in the playoffs, and now they're just completely done. Jeff, I do want to go to one other game, and, and maybe even a broader discussion on puck line plays here, because the Devils... You don't want to get in the habit of laying 345 on the road today against the Coyotes. So I, I think you're looking at the puck line strategy here where you can really shorten that number. Uh, is there any danger in that? Or, or do you think sometimes people fall into the trap and say, well, this team just can't lose. I'll play the bigger number and lay 345. Yeah, no, definitely, especially this time in the year when when we have teams like in the NHL, like, like Arizona, who is uh, obviously in play today. Um, and, and they've kind of just given up on their season. Obviously, uh, the Coyotes also in the Connor Bedard uh, sweepstakes that you need to start looking um, at, at the advantage here. And, you know, you look at minus 140 now down to on the DraftKings Sportsbook. This open, I think, of minus 125 was much more appealing on the puck line. But even at minus 140, the Devils, Hughes back, uh, John Marino back in the lab. They may have Timo Meyer. The last 10 games, they've had a very, very positive goal differential. They expect a goals rating on the ice at five on five. This is the Devils team we saw at the start of the year that really couldn't lose and was beating elite opponents. Now they're taking on the Coyotes after the Devils are coming off kind of a hard luck loss at Vegas. No, uh, you definitely want to take the Devils in the puck line here. I think this is going to be a bloodbath. Um, like I said, Hughes playing really well. Uh, I'll, I'll take even the shorter number. I think you can even look at the alternate lines here, minus 2.5 goals. I wouldn't want to take the straight-up puck line like you said. I just think that number is, you know, again, in these situations, you want to start looking to the puck line, not the money line, sorry. Um, so, yeah, I do like the Devils here, definitely looking at, uh, at the puck lines. Jeff, that last puck drop of the evening, 9 Eastern, we have the Colorado Avalanche at home against the Kraken! <laughs> Worst team in the NHL. <laughs> Avalanche, minus 165 at home as favorites, plus 140 for the Kraken on the road. But you are looking at the total in this one. Yeah, this is a game. It, it's yeah, it, looking at it straight up. Um, obviously, Colorado, a couple, couple little hiccups in their last few games. And you know, Alex Georgiev. I expect this will be a bounce back game from him. Um, he's played a lot, but they did rest him. And then he got pulled in his last game, so it's been up and down. But this is a player who's been very good for Colorado for most of the season. Like I said, didn't play the full game last time. Uh, hasn't played that much over the last week. I expect it's a good bounce back spot. I'm also always wary of taking overs on Sundays. It just feels like. Uh, this is kind of like you know, the the day of the week where oh. the NHL teams can just be a little bit fatigued and, and they just come in and you always get a little bit of a tighter game. Also have two playoff teams here in the West. Um, you know, Colorado has been actually a pretty strong under team as well. They had a couple blowouts, but the under is seven, two and one in the Avalanche last 10 games. They played against the Pacific. Uh, the under is four and one. The Avalanche's last uh, five games as well, playing on zero days rest. So uh, all things considered, I'm looking for a tighter game here. I, I think Georgia bounces back. And I, I think that the, uh, Yes, probably would be the side I'd take, but I, I do like the under here uh, at six goals. Better. It kind of feels like a, like a getaway day situation in Major League Baseball here, Jeff. I'm picking up what you're putting down on some of those uh, sleepy Sunday games. Let's stay with the Avs here in this conversation as the reigning defending Stanley Cup champs. I'm looking at DraftKings right now, setting bet a second betting favorite behind the Bruins uh, to win it back-to-back. -back. Jeff, do you, do you worry about fatigue 
a little bit. Obviously, they haven't been healthy for the majority of the year, so not sure exactly what seed they'll end up being in the Western Conference. But again, as a second betting favorite, it feels like the Avs still the betting market respecting them. Avs get a ton of, of respect in the futures market. Their line has not basically moved, even when they were out of a playoff spot early in the season. And I think for good reason. I mean, um, but but I do worry about it. I think it's a great time to take on the Avs. And by take on the Avs, I think it's a good time to look down the West at the other teams. They've played Georgie of a ton this season. He's been very streaky. If, if that streak, you know, comes in cold, he th- this could be a one-and-done team. I really do. They've played a lot of hockey. Like you said, the, the Stanley Cup playoffs is not a – uh, a one-month uh, fiesta. It, it is a multiple-month uh, marathon, and the Avalanche are are a team who has dealt with injuries. So I'm looking down the West. I, I still think if you're looking to futures, the Edmonton Oilers made some nice moves at the deadline. Yes, you have the the question marks and goal, but at least with Jack Campbell and Stuart Skinner, you know they have two options, and and but neither of these guys are going to be entering fatigue. So if one of them gets hot, that's going to be good. They have the the weapons up front, and I also like taking a look at the Dallas Stars, who just thumped. The Avalanche, by the way, and are available at plus 1,500. So I like looking at multiple teams in the West. I think it's wide open. If you get a team uh, to, to the end there, you may take on uh, a weaker, not a weaker, but a, a less well-rested Eastern Conference opponent because that Eastern Conference bracket is going to be an absolute war. The Canes, the Bruins, the Lightning, and the Rangers. I mean, these teams are going to be absolutely going at each other. So really like the West for futures. I think the Oilers and the Stars are still really good numbers uh, to me. All right, you can follow Jeff on Twitter at the Fantasy Grind. Very quickly, Jeff, got about 30 seconds to go. Why are Canadians so damn nice? You know, it, it, there's just a lot of space up here. So we're not <laughs> we're on each other's face. And, sure. you know, we're all dealing with the same cold weather. Yeah. It just it's just one of those things, man. I mean, gravy on fries and cheese beans. curds and all the things Speculate, like that. It's yes. a great ketchup chips. I mean, it's yeah. The, I mean, I don't know about all that. Send me a penny. Send me a send me a penny for collectors. I mean, our, our, send our me a penny. and Louis, they have like cuddly animals on. Yeah. <laughs> Jeff, we appreciate it, my friend. Uh, enjoy the slate in the NHL today. We'll catch up again soon. Thanks a lot, guys. There he is north of the border. Jeff Ulrich. Great conversation there. I don't know a lot of what you guys just said at the end of that segment. I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. Would you I'm, say ketchup I'm, on, I'm going, on chips? No, just ketchup chips. That sounds disgusting. We're back with much more. Second Hour of the Handle next here on VEASAN. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was so cool. I think you're so talented. Social media is only positive with Zigazoo, the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. In Zigazoo, all community members are verified kids like yours, and all content is fully human-moderated. Try out Zigazoo this spring break. Download the Zigazoo app today. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break. And consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. Saturdays are for sunshine, especially for your ears. With another election, ongoing wars, and natural disasters, we know the news can be a lot to take in. And we're determined to share the bright side of humanity. Every Saturday, take a breather from the headlines and hear all the uplifting happenings across the world with Five Good Things, a new weekend edition of CNN Five Things. That means you can find this goodness in the same feed as Five Things. Listen to Five Good Things on the iHeartRadio app. Welcome to the Scene to Scene podcast. I am your host, Valerie Complex. Today, I am chatting with Ji Young Yu. Ji Young stars as co-lead in the six-part limited series, Expats. I think I learn a little bit with every character that I play. I think usually I play a character and it causes enough introspection that I learn something about myself. I honestly can't gush enough about Freaky Tales. I'm so excited to share it with more people. If you like what you hear, be sure to review, like, and subscribe to the Scene to Scene podcast. 